Hi there. Welcome back to The Unapologetic Show, where your host, yours truly, helps you to navigate how to live your most authentic and unapologetic life. As a recovering people pleaser myself, I'm learning how to unpack what it means to live unapologetically, and in doing so, I want to create safe spaces for others who are on the same journey. Let's dive in today, shall we? We're going to be talking about vulnerability and the power that you get from being vulnerable. So I'm sure you all know this, but in a world where we're all constantly trying to be perfect and just our most put together, put together selves, vulnerability is often seen as a weakness. Um, and I think this is especially true for women and um, for women of color. Um, and honestly, really for men too, I think men often kind of get the short end of the stick when it comes to um, leaning into vulnerability. So really the truth is that vulnerability is just such a powerful tool. It's something that allows us to be able to connect with ourselves and each other on just a deeper and more authentic level. Um, Honestly, in my opinion, I think vulnerability makes us to be better leaders, partners, friends. Really, it's just the crux of emotional intelligence. And it's so valuable for relationships with everybody else in the world around us. So for the sake of this episode, we're defining vulnerability as um, the ability to just open up and be honest about our emotions, our feelings, our experiences. Um, A lot of times vulnerability happens when we have this fear of judgment or rejection. Um, A lot of times it's like this internalized shame that we have. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned in my life is when it's been hardest for me to be vulnerable about something, it's usually because there is is insecurity that I have around something. So whether it's my weight, whether it's my skin, whether it's my hair, whether it's um, how smart or not smart I may think I am, you know, I think that tends to be where it may be harder for me to open up and to feel like being vulnerable with people. Um, And I mean, at the end of the day, it's not a destination, right? Like vulnerability is just an ongoing journey. It's something just like everything with being a recovering people pleaser, with learning how to navigate and live your most authentic life. Vulnerability is so hard because it, it there's no single point to focus on. It's something that you're constantly going to be working at and that's okay. So I guess um, today in today's world, we also have social media, which does not help um, our um, level of, it doesn't help our level of comfortability with vulnerability, um, especially with the rise of like influencer culture. Um, I don't know if you've like been on TikTok recently, but that bold glamour filter, it's its really like distorting, honestly. And it's funny because it's just a filter, but it's a filter that when you see everybody use it, And if you're not paying attention and you don't realize that people are using that filter, it can make you feel less than in a lot of ways. Um, And that's something that that's just a small example of, I think, how social media tends to create this warped view of what people actually look like. Um, One of the most important things that I think I had to learn in my 20s was social media at the end of the day is people's highlights reel. It's not really the full picture of what 
a person's going through or what they're experiencing. And so that makes it really hard for us to want to be vulnerable because we tend to see what other people are doing. We tend to see them traveling or getting engaged or getting married or living these seemingly beautiful and perfect lives. And it tends to make us really afraid to be vulnerable with ourselves and with each other because we feel like we're not on the same level. And so I really want to talk about how, um, you know, there, there's this image of perfection and the like damage that curated content can have that makes us feel like we have to have it all together when even when a lot of times we don't. Um, I was recently listening to, uh, Kara Lowenthal's and apologies if I mispronounced her name, um, her unfuck your brain podcast fantastic podcast. You should absolutely check it out if you haven't yet. Um, She is a lawyer and she has just really great perspectives on confidence and self, uh, self self-love. But earlier this year, she recorded an episode on the myths of self-love. And in particular, she talks about how self-love is a relationship with yourself and how it's not a destination that you get to. And it's, it's a, not a place. Um, And I think this is really important for two reasons, right? So one, our fear of vulnerability often comes from people reaffirming negative beliefs that we already have about ourselves. So as I mentioned before, we have these fears, these insecurities that we already have built in to our own personalities and to our own personas that we have um, kind of come to believe as being true. And I think that by doing that, (laughs) when other people validate those beliefs, that tends to make us even more afraid to be vulnerable, right? So let's say you already have this fear of, um, you know, like of how you look, and then you go online and you see these like bold glamour beauty filters on TikTok, that's only going to reinforce how you feel about yourself, right? So I think the other side of that, the other important thing is just understanding that learning to be vulnerable is just an ongoing journey with self-love and embracing who you are. And it's much easier said than done. And it's something that, again, is not um, a simple destination. It's something, as to Kara's point, it's a constant journey on learning how to build this relationship with yourself. So we're going to dive a little bit more into that in a bit. Um But I do want to just start out by saying that I do think that vulnerability and self-love kind of go hand in hand. They're not the same thing, but self-love is the foundation of truly embracing uh, vulnerability. So really, like, vulnerability isn't just about yourself. I mean, it is in a lot of ways. Like, you want to be able to have those relationships with people and accept those parts of yourself. But really, it's about... um, learning how to build deeper connections with people. So um, I see that it's uh, a big thing for personal growth, but it's also a big part of like uh, improving our friendships, our romantic relationships, our relationships with our family, our relationships with our colleagues and our clients. Um, I think vulnerability has a space in almost every facet of our life. And I think, uh, actually scratch that, it has a space in every facet of our life. And I think it's really important to understand that, to get a sense of why vulnerability is so important and why it is important to 
um, learn how to have that relationship with yourself. So uh, just starting off like with your friendships, I think vulnerability allows us to build deeper connections with our friends and develop that sense of, you know, trust and understanding. Um, I mean, my closest friends have seen me at my lowest point, And I think that has been very, very beneficial for our relationship um, in the sense that like they've gotten to know me on a much deeper level and they know how I tick. Um, and it's scary. It's really scary opening up to people like that. And I, I've had a lot of fears around that, but I think when you find the right people, it helps you to deepen that connection. And if it doesn't deepen that connection, if you are vulnerable with somebody and, you know, they, they are taken aback by it or, you know, they don't, they push you away because of it, then at the end of the day, that relationship probably isn't a very good relationship. Like that should be a really big red flag for you um, in any sort of relationship, whether that's a friendship or a romantic relationship. Um, at the end of the day, you know, like friendships, we should be able to share our struggles. We should be able to share our challenges. We should be able to uh, be friends with people who support us and help us to feel a little less alone in our experiences. Um, all of these are shoulds, but you know, that's not always the case. So I do think it's really important to let people into your life um, and to be vulnerable with them. Um, again, it all starts with yourself. So if you're not being vulnerable and honest with yourself, it's going to be harder to be vulnerable and honest with other people. But I think that that can come in the form of, you know, like I feel like my best moments of being vulnerable with my friends have looked like late night talks or, you know, like times where I may have been depressed or I may have been really anxious and I just needed somebody to talk to. And they gave me the space to open up to them. And I think that has been just insurmountable and just amazing for me. It's just a priceless experience to have that. Um, and it also just helps us like being vulnerable when we're vulnerable with our friends, it helps give them the space to be vulnerable with us as well. Like it's a two way street. So it gives them the space to be able to talk to us when they're going through issues and when they're going through problems. And, um, when we're talking about the grand scheme of mental health and mental wellness and just taking care of each other, giving them that space can honestly be the difference between like helping them through a really difficult time and through a, a mental health crisis, you know, um, we all have, a lot of us have these experiences with our mental health. And I think that, um, embracing vulnerability and embracing, uh, what your friends are going through can help us to bridge that gap and to build those connections. Uh, it's also important in your romantic relationships, similar to your friendships, vulnerability is just really important for building intimacy and trust. So I think a lot of times people underestimate the importance of emotional intimacy in a relationship. Um, I mean, it's scary, again, to open up to somebody you care about. And I know that when you're dating, it's hard to be like, well, at what point should I be opening up to this person about like, you know, my deepest, darkest secrets or about like what I'm my trauma in my life. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, you, you know, at what point your feet, you're ready to do that with that person. Um, I don't think that there's really a set timeline to be able to do that with a person, to be able to open yourself up emotionally. 
Um, but what it, when you do, I mean, it gives them a greater opportunity to be able to see you as a full person and to accept you for who you are. And again, it's another red flag if they don't like respond well to that. Right. Um, I think a lot of that is about reframing how people react to your vulnerability. Something that I like to think of is, you know, me sharing my story and people reacting negatively to it is a them problem and not a me problem. Like I'm being my most honest and authentic self. And if somebody is not okay with that, then, you know, that's not really something I can control. Um, in general, like I think as I've learned how to be a little bit more authentic and to be a little bit more unapologetic in how I live my life, I've learned how to live my truth and just be okay with letting go of people and places and things that are not aligned with that truth. Um, and that's scary and it's really hard. And I think that kind of also folds into people's, um, I don't know, people's a lot of, a lot of people's insecurities, uh, but it's okay, I think, to let go of things and situations that just aren't meant for you. Um, and then the right people will stick around through it. Uh, I know, again, that's all easier said than done. Uh, I would love to hear anybody else's thoughts on this too, because I do think that it's a very complex situation. Um, Something else I would like to get into is how vulnerability is important in the workplace. And I think there's going to be some naysayers out there who are going to say, um, you know, you shouldn't really be vulnerable in the workplace. You shouldn't like let your feelings and your emotions into work. And I strongly disagree with those people because I do think that being able to embrace vulnerability in the workplace allows you to foster trust and authentic communication between your coworkers, your clients, your superiors, um, whoever else you're like in the work world with. Uh, I also think that, and this is something that I think is highly underestimated, but vulnerability has a space within emotional intelligence I mean, being able to be aware of like your feelings and being able to manage your emotions is so crucial in the workplace. And I think that's super, super underestimated. Um, it helps you to be able to empathize with others. It helps you to be able to understand others. And like for me, I'm somebody who works in a client facing industry. So I think being able to recognize what my clients are feeling and being able to empathize with them is so important for me building those relationships with my client and being able to do a good job for them. And likewise with my team, like as I've kind of like grown in my career and taken on more of a leadership role, I've had to learn how to really recognize and empathize with my colleagues, um, the people that I manage, the teams that I manage, because really you know, being able to see what they're going through and being able to fully understand that has, it's so beneficial for me helping to lead from a place of, um, just from a place of understanding, uh, empathy is just top notch. It's an important quality. There's nothing really to argue about that. <laughs> um, but I do think that vulnerability is a key part of emotional intelligence. And by being able to 
express your vulnerability. And obviously like, you know, I do think that, um, there can be, there's a way to like contain your vulnerability and have your, like use your vulnerability. I should backtrack. There's a way to use your vulnerability as a superpower in the workplace. Um, and that is like just learning how to utilize it to communicate more effectively with the people around you and to build those more um, fulfilling relationships. So ultimately, vulnerability is just so important for you, for your relationships, for the people around you. It's something that is hard to accomplish, but it, once you do, and once you start to like go on that journey, you start to spot more opportunities to do it. Um, and again, like as you start to learn to love yourself and as you start to, um, as we mentioned a few episodes back in my episode about self-worth, as you learn to start to recognize your own worth, you're able to lean into vulnerability in many, many different scenarios and use that to grow as a person. So the last thing I wanted to talk about today is just how uh, vulnerability can help you to create safe spaces. Um, Really, vulnerability, again, is about like having compassion for yourself and for others. It's so hard to be able to be vulnerable. And so there are a couple of key things that are very important for navigating vulnerability and being able to let that into your life. So the first thing, you have to be honest with yourself. Um, Be honest about your own insecurities. Be honest about your own fears. Be honest about how you're feeling about um, like where your levels of empathy are and who you are as a person. I think that is the most important thing. Like you can't be vulnerable without knowing yourself really. Um, Or at least like trying to develop an understanding of yourself. So I think something that I really have done in the past to help me with my own um, vulnerability is just seeking out community. So I love to look for people who have similar perspectives or who've had similar experiences or interests and goals. Um, A lot of times, like especially, and this is kind of one of those times where I think again, having friends who love and support you is so crucial because it does help you to feel like you have a community where you can be vulnerable and where you can be your most authentic self. Um, something else that's really important is just practicing active listening, um, and learning how to be more empathetic and non-judgmental when engaging with others in the community. Um, I think that is so crucial for helping you to improve vulnerability with yourself and with others. Um, because the more you show, uh, the more you show this kind of empathy to other people and the more they feel vulnerable around you, the more you can feel vulnerable around them. Um, and I think practicing just non-judgment and treating people with kindness is always important. I always advocate for that. So I think, um, learning how to create those spaces and be an active listener and actively empathetic person is just so important. Um, the last thing is just really learning how to encourage, uh, vulnerability and self-compassion, um, in your life by like sharing your own personal stories or struggles or challenges. 
um, and like a supportive and non-judgmental environment. So again, with these communities that you create, um, with your friends, with your family, with your uh, romantic partner, uh, I think you can help those people around you become more vulnerable by sharing your your personal stories and struggles. Um, any trauma that you've kind of experienced, I think it challenges, hurdles, that is all so important to just building, um, helping you to become the most, like helping you to embrace self-love and, and vulnerability in the best way possible. Um, and then the last thing I want to say is just, you know, like I talked about how social media can be a hindrance on vulnerability, but on the flip side, it can also be a tool for empowerment and building community around vulnerability. See the unapologetic space Instagram account. Um, but vulnerability can be used to like share authentic content to create safe spaces for discussion. So, um, listening to podcasts like this one or um, like Kara's podcast, Unfuck Yourself, Unfuck Your Brain, I'm sorry. Um, Like all of those are just so important for giving you the space to have that dialogue and to talk about your challenges and your fears with letting yourself be vulnerable and also hearing from people like me and Kara who've been there before and who've experienced this before um, and just understanding a little bit more about um, what vulnerability looks like in the real world. So as we go out to, um, as we go to close this episode, I want to just share a couple of journal prompts with you for you to reflect on and think on. Um, So if you have time this week, I strongly recommend um, taking time to think on these, meditate on these, and uh, write your responses. You can write them in your notes app. You can write them in a journal. You can write them, I don't know, in the comments, whatever feels right for you. Um, So let's get into it. So the first question I have is reflect on a time when you felt vulnerable. What emotions did you experience? What qualities do you appreciate about yourself that you have embraced, uh, that have emerged from embracing vulnerability? And then the last thing is make a list of the people you trust and feel comfortable uh, being vulnerable with. What qualities do these people possess? What makes them good listeners? What makes them supportive companions? And how can you cultivate more of these qualities in your own relationships? That is all that I have for today, lovelies. I am so thankful that you all take the time to listen to me and to uh, connect with me today. Don't forget to rate us five stars on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your podcast. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much.